the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Taco Tuesday. Much, 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 much. Mm-hmm. I have yet to have tacos today because I actually have some homemade pasta at home. Because you know what? We don't have a day of the week for pasta. Um, but I do love me uh, some good Parma Rosa. So that's what I'm going to be. You don't uh, need tacos. We got Gary Quackenbush. I know. He's our he's our Taco Tuesday guy. He, you know, he's, he's not here on Pasta Wednesday. He's our Taco Tuesday guy. He's going to be here hour two. Coming up in a few minutes, though, Congressman Andy Biggs, our favorite congressman. We don't like a whole lot of them, which is why Congressman Biggs is pretty much the only one we invite on the show. Because <laughs> that's how few out there that are actually doing the work and of Kennedy's the people. And Kennedy's too busy with the classy remarks. Well, he's in the Senate, by the way, not oh, the I House know. of Representatives. Um, so he's going to be here in a moment. We've got so to get his take on a variety of different issues, including the fact that he tweeted out earlier today: the walls are closing in on the Biden crime family. Um, uh, 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 that seems to be uh, something that that Joe Biden isn't aware of because he had an announcement that he made today. But before we get into any of that, as well as breaking news continuing on the Tucker Carlson uh, story, those topics and more are coming your way. But before I go any further, got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. I might be old, but I'm not as old as Joe Biden. <laughs> but Joe Biden says 90% of the people just can't wait for him to run again. Uh-huh. What you talking about, Willis? Uh-huh. What, what do you mean there was an NBC poll yesterday that came out that 26%? of Americans said they don't want him to run again. Here's the announcement that he made today via video, by the way. Isn't it odd that even in this age of tech that somebody, Joe? that somebody that somebody would, would run for president of the United States via video? Talk about phoning it in. Uh, he's running for office. Maybe he doesn't even know what he was talking about. Maybe he doesn't even know where he's running. Here it is, clip one. Ooh, dark... T- Eerie sounds. Freedom. <laughs> Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. Oh, really? There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Dictating what health care decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. All while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. Mm-hmm. 
When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. <laughs> oh, thank you for the giggles, Joe Biden. Um, it's it, all about freedom, huh? Yeah, personal freedom. That's just, that's been, how did he put it? He said that's been the work um, that uh, of the personal freedom was the work of his first term. Mandates, anyone? Yeah, personal freedoms. He, the, the Department of Defense, he's the commander in chief. The Department of Defense is st- still threatening to throw out some military personnel, even after they don't, they got rid of the mandate for the shots. He talked about, um, you know, protecting personal freedoms and the MAGA extremists are trying to take away those personal freedoms. Uh, and then he mentioned Social Security as a bedrock freedom. Social Security isn't a freedom. That's the government taking your money from you and supposedly giving it back to you when you're a senior. What, are, what does that even have to do? That has nothing to do with a freedom. And quite frankly, demanding that you take my money for me is not exactly a freedom. Banning books? Nobody's trying to ban books. We all know that what we're trying to do is protect children from the pedophiles that the Democrat Party has aligned themselves with. Uh, telling you who you can love. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I must have missed that email from the Republican Party telling me I'm not allowed to love skins as a brother in Christ. Okay. Um, what else did he say? Um, making it difficult for you to vote. Can you show me in the Constitution? You're, see, every, every one of those talking points was you failing, old man, in the cognitive test. Hashtag fail. But the bigger fail for us is that we've actually got low information, moron voters, a bunch of mo's out there that actually believe this nonsense. What I do agree with him on is he said there is a battle for the soul of this nation, and it, and it's about whether or not we're going to have more freedoms or fewer, more rights or fewer. I tell you who's fighting for our rights, and one of the few that fights for our rights. On a regular basis, on, on, on all, all the time, is Congressman Andy Biggs reached out to him. He's calling in. In fact, I see my man Skins has him uh, on the phone right there. Here's what he tweeted out today. He said, the walls are closing in on the Biden family at GOP Oversight and I are investigating the money trail that they've left behind, particularly in China. Justice will be served. Now, when I reached out to Congressman Biggs, usually he calls in early and I can hear Skins talking to him right now. He'll be here in just a moment. Usually when I bring in Congressman Biggs or, or when I reached out to bring him on tonight, it was to talk about the IRS whistleblower. But the he's, eagle is landing. But he's, or he's certainly gotten my attention with this tweet today and he joins me now. Hey, Congressman Biggs, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea, always good to be with you. Well, before I get into this tweet you you uh, from yesterday, I believe it was, I got to get your reaction to Joe Biden announcing his presidency today. The fact that it was on video, the fact that he doesn't even know where he is, and it just was a bunch of nonsense. I still don't think he's going to be actually the nominee for the Democrat Party in 2024. But your, before we get into the hot topics of the day, your reaction to his announcement? Well, you know, totally expected 
and he did it uh, almost exactly like you'd expect, where he's kind of staying in hiding mm-hmm. uh, and trying to blame somebody else for every problem in the world. <laughs> uh, but but the reality is, uh, I'm with you. I, I just don't know how they can actually run that guy out there and say, look, he's he's the dude, um, because he he doesn't know where he is. He's got a terrible record. His running mate is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just I don't I I don't see how um, I don't see how he can really be the 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 candidate for the Democrats uh, by the time the dust settles. I don't think he will be. I think that's part of the reason for the announcement today of the Democrat Party that they're not going to have debates. Uh, there will not be any primary challenges. I, I think they're, what's going to happen is they're going to, they're, they're going, coalescing behind Biden right now. And then I, and, and I said on last night's show, they're going to try to cook up some arrangement behind the scenes that if he goes away, that he and Hunter will, will not have to face some justice. And then mm-hmm. I predict Michelle Obama will be brought in. The Democrat convention is going to be in Chicago. And I think that what they're going to do is, Michelle Obama is going to come out for the good of the nation and the good of the Democrat Party and be willing to run as the Democrat candidate. Uh, that's my prediction. Wow. That's my prediction, wow. Coach Ben Biggs. <laughs> you heard it here on the AK Show, baby. I sure, I sure did. And I'll tell you, you know, it, it, it's, it's as logical, quite frankly, as anything else that could be related to the far left in the country. Right? I mean, that's just what what they would do. I mean, I, th- I do think we're getting closer on Hunter Biden and and ties uh, into with Joe Biden. I, th- I mean, there's just too much that we're starting to see that's starting to unravel around the Biden family. And um, and at some point they're going to say that they they will have to say, um, you know, if he's capable of understanding this. I don't know that he is. But the, the other members of his family will say, yeah, OK, we get it. Um, but we we got to have a deal. I think you're right on that. They're going to try to cut a deal to to protect and preserve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you were quite cryptic yeah. when you were on with Benny Johnson last week on the IRS <laughs> whistleblower story. I uh, and and it really got my attention. We played the. I almost. I I don't like to play other shows clips on on my show because why would I promote anybody else? Exactly. But AK, right? Okay, it's my show. It's yeah. not the Benny. But you were very cryptic, unlike your usual. And Benny Johnson even said, "Usually you're on with a flamethrower, but you're being very cautious as you talk about this IRS whistleblower story." And one of the things that you said was that this had major ramifications, implications for ramifications, potential ramifications for the nation. And it was even bigger than Joe Biden. Um, anything more you want to share that you can expand on that and tell us what you meant? Yeah, well, so so one of the things that the whistleblower indicated is that um, a high ranking official uh, was had committed perjury. Well, I have my suspicions on who that that high-ranking official is. There's a lot of public speculation. Merrick Garland is the main public speculation. That that is correct. Um, And if that is the case, um, I I think that that really blows doors open at at the Department of Justice. If you've got the the head of the Department of Justice who's who's committing perjury and ostensibly committing perjury to provide cover. For somebody who's committed crimes uh, that would otherwise be investigated by the Department of Justice, and you're doing it for political purposes, those those are massive ramifications for the country. 
and they would make anything that you know, like think back to the big scandals, Watergate scandal for Pete's sakes, that would make that look just like a tempest in uh, in a teapot because mm-hmm. because you're actually you're having somebody who's actually in control and in power that is um, abusing that power. And then and then lying about it. Well, actually and, seizing it, you know, ultimately it's connected to not just a, a complete corruption of our criminal justice system and corruption of the U.S. government, but it's actually in the course of in the quest of controlling the outcome of our elections. Exactly right. That is exactly right. And, and so that so I, I guess what I'm saying is it has it has a, a lot of. Yeah ramifications mm-hmm. here and and that's that's where we we have to acknowledge that and um and then and then go with that because i i do think that's that's what makes it a, a huge story absolutely because uh, my friend tom debacaro wrote a piece that got a lot of plays pretty much went viral a while back in which he said that it was clear that the fbi's role now at this point with the department of justice was to control our elections and to me you can t- I, I see that as treasonous and i see that as as us being no better than noco or castro's cuba or or whatever when when the american people are thinking they're going to the polls and actually having a say so because the United States was based on a representative government and they really don't because of all these yeah. unelected bureaucrats and the top law enforcement agency in the land with the top law enforcement agent, the attorney general uh, cooking the books and, and, and not only covering up the crimes of Hunter Biden, like they covered up the crimes of Hillary Clinton, Comey did, but also at the same time, uh, we've got American citizens thrown in the gulag and denied due process. Um, the, and it, it, except Ray Epps, who was, you know, given a hero's welcome by 60 Minutes the other night and, and you know, basically declared a victim of a conspiracy theory. Um, right. But where do we where does the we're talking to Congressman Andy Biggs, where is the where is the IRS whistleblower right now? Where does he stand in terms of protections? Well, um, he's he's been extended protections. We're working through his lawyer. You got to uh, you got to nail down those protections. I don't I personally don't know who this individual is. It was even a man or woman. I don't know who this individual is. Um, but we're trying to protect them and give them every uh, uh, legal protection that we can. Yeah. And I think I think that's what um, his attorney's wanting, and that's what we want. And then we want him to come tell the truth. But that's all we want. We want the truth, because we believe that in the end, when the truth comes out, um, all of these, uh, these um, conspiracists and conspiracy theorists on the left – Will be re- will be exposed as as having done everything from like you say as Trump likes to say rigging the election because mm-hmm. beca- because rigging the election isn't just about the day of election it is how you how you um, impacted the election so so right. we know that they were so so what is the, it's the fifty one it, that's the that's the issue so you've got all kinds of things going on to uh, shenanigans going on to actually impact the election. Mm-hmm. And so you got, you got everything from that to um, the other, the other institutions of this country that are under assault uh, from the left or in, are actually in control uh, of by the left. 
that's what we have to face, and we have to make sure that this whistleblower is protected because mm-hmm. he's going to, he or she's going to give us some, some real information we think is important. Not just legal protections. I mean, this person needs like a serious security detail before he or she is Vince Fostered, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and as I say, I am this. That is uh, that's kind of above my pay grade. That is what's going on with right. the attorneys and and the leadership in the house. Uh, trying to make sure that this individual has the necessary protection to provide us with the information that I think all of America should want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I liked your comment with Benny Johnson, and then I want to talk about the debt ceiling, was that you said, look, this is information that th- that's going to be, this whistleblower is going to be given the same information and the same uh, to the Democrats as well as the Republicans. Um, right. Because we, right. we don't want Demo- we don't want to be doing like the Democrats did with Chiamarella and Colonel Chow Thief and the whole phony Ukrainian phone call impeachment nonsense to where they withheld as much as they could. Um, from, you know, uh, the Republicans, if not, you know, the American people, we want, we want everything. I'm also loving by the, by the way, that this judge in Arkansas over the child custody case is like, no, 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 Hunter, you showing up in my courtroom, man, to face, to face justice on not paying some child support. So, so things are, things are coming down on the Biden family and I'm here for it and I can't wait to see it. So tonight on CNN, Congressman Biggs, they are just hysterical that the, uh, that the Republicans are, are making us closer and closer to default. And, you know, as though as though that's the real crisis, not the spending. It would be like me going to Visa and saying or American Express and saying, look, so what? I ran up two million dollars and, I'm, you know, y'all need to up my my credit limit instead of telling me I got a problem spending two million dollars on dog toys for Gator. (laughs) That's that's really kind of that really is a good analogy. I mean, uh, I I don't quite know how to explain it other than to say what. The issue is always spending. So here's a way to think about it. Um, they did this crazy uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which actually <laughs> is a, a Green New Deal, right? right. $1.7 trillion. And oddly enough, two weeks after uh, they did that and it passed, then Janet Yellen, the Secretary of the Treasury, comes out and says, hey, we're going we're gonna to default on our, on our debt on our national debt mm-hmm. of $31.5 trillion. Okay, so that's interesting. And then um, the uh, a former uh, board member of the Federal Reserve has come out and said, you know, uh, the, nation, uh, the national debt, we've ar- we're already, uh, the first six months of the year, we're $1.1 trillion in, in deficit spending. So, so uh, that's a problem. And, he, and, this, and this guy's former board member says, hey, um, guess what? At the end of the year, uh, I forecast that our that we will have deficit spending of one point seven five billion, one point seven five trillion dollars. Isn't that eerie and a strange coincidence that it's almost exactly mm-hmm. the same number as the as the invest, uh, IRA, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act? What I'm telling you is, there. In my opinion, this is why I'm. You know, I keep offering these ideas and, and I get no takers, but I'm offering them. There are ways, I think, if you start paring down your spending to 2019 uh, numbers. Which was still buku. You know, which, which is which is enormous. It's it's uh, huge, huge numbers. We're talking 
um, uh, let's let's spend four point seven, four point eight trillion instead of a six point two three or three trillion. Mm-hmm. But if you go four point eight trillion dollars, our our current revenue, even with uh, slowing uh, projections, we would have enough to kind of maintain everything. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't reduce your national debt. But but the idea is to try to minimize it so it doesn't grow. Right, because we're, I, I think, excuse me for interrupting, but I think I saw a clip on your Twitter where this current deal, I think that McCarthy is cooking up, um, you compared it to going, you know, crashing and burning or going off the cliff at 60 miles an hour versus 90 miles an hour in the Democrats. It's still going to lead yeah. us in 10 years to $46 trillion in debt. That's unsustainable. That's- we're going to crash. That's right, and and a lot of my my friends don't believe that that's that's because in their minds they think, well, this is a one year deal. I said, it's, it, it, but but the, the numbers I'm using in for your this you're right, and I'd ask everybody to check me out on Twitter. But those are numbers not from Andy Biggs or or any place else. Those are from the Speaker's office. Mm-hmm. Those are from the, those are from the Speaker's office. That's that's what you get you your spending there. But then, this, then the overall spending number, that's from the Congressional Budget Office. Now, I, I, I view them with a certain amount of skepticism, too, but yeah. because they always underestimate, right, everything. So, but the reality is, uh, I don't think that's what Republicans want to see. I think Republican uh, around the country and people who have great hope in this country want to see us saying, let's find a way to reduce spending uh, mm-hmm. As much as we possibly can, and if we and if possible, after trying to do all that, if possible, we we avoid having to raise the debt ceiling. Mm-hmm. So that's well, that's what I think. We so. can start with getting rid of the FBI and dismantling them, in my opinion, and we could certainly start with dismantling the Department of Education, and we can certainly. How much would it save us if we got rid of the EPA? Just some ideas. Um, just spitballing here. Yeah, no, no, those, no. <laughs> believe, believe me, those are and my five hundred and twenty bills that I did uh, on line items. We had things like that. I mean, how about getting out of the World Health Organization? Yeah, uh, uh, that, that's that's a bill I've got out there. I mean, so you could actually get this stuff going and and and, and try taking it down. Now, a lot of them, like the the FBI building is three and a half billion. Okay, well, that's a lot of money, but. We, we we have a massive. I get it. I get it. But we got to start somewhere. And I say exactly. we got to start somewhere and we've got to tackle. And if we've got to tackle spending, let's tackle the deep state at the same time. Let's right. you know roll back the CDC and the FDA. I mean, and, and the NIAID. I mean, the, all the all the acronyms. In my opinion, Congressman Biggs, thank you so much for being here tonight. I wish we had time to get into the border because we know that it looks like Title 42 is going to be rolling back here soon. But you will be back with us soon, I'm sure, as well. We appreciate you. Thanks, Andrea. All right. Take good care. All right. You guys stay tuned. We will be right back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Did you say I had one minute in this segment? Oh, four. I went so long with Biggs. Um, but I just love having him on and, you know, I feel like he deserves the attention because he's working so hard for us. Um, big, de- big debate. One of, one of the things that, um, I wasn't sure. I've got some breaking news on the Tucker thing, but I got to get your, inf- I've got to get your guys' input on, um, I mentioned when I was talking to Congressman Biggs with, with Joe Biden that the Democrats came out today and said that there were not going to be any debates. 
And there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, because they've got Joe Biden on the ticket and it's a problem. Number two, because the Democrats play to win. And they are not going to take any chance. Remember how I said that RFK Jr. being on the ticket and declaring he was running on the Democrat side was bad for the Democrats and good for Republicans? Even And, and I didn't mean that it was going to pull Republican votes to the Democrat side for the primary for the president, but that it was going to help this country by highlighting how insane the Democrat Party is. So the Democrat Party comes out today and says there will be no debates. I would like to think that, that, that he was a major factor in them deciding to do that. Oh, absolutely. But also because the Democrat Party, they, they, the Democrat Party is a party that also will vote for whoever is on the ticket. So they're not interested in debating on ideas. They're interested in, in, in spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and ensuring and, and, and doing everything they can to get power, right? Um, Biden so then, will spend just as much time in the basement as he did four years ago. Right, right. So quite frankly, that's one of the reasons why I did a video, because he doesn't. they don't need to campaign. And, that, and, and for a variety of reasons, they've got the media in the tank for them. They've got the machine on the ground. They've got voters that would vote for a Fetterman and a Joe Biden. So a lot of people started thinking today that, and I've long criticized the debate situation. I have been saying, I said in 2020, why, I asked why Don, uh, Donald Trump was doing any debates. Why was he bothering? It was hurting him and it hurts Republicans more than it helps because we've got these far lefty institutions. They're using these as, a, as an opportunity to destroy the Republican Party and to destroy our candidate. And I don't think it's moving the dial much. Anyway, so then today when the Democrats Democrats came out and declared they were not going to have any debates at all in their primary. Many people like Charlie Kirk and Steve Bannon were coming out and saying, well, we why are why are we? It has been so ugly. The Ron DeSantis people, DeSantis hasn't even declared yet. And the Jenna Ellis's of the world, the Katrina Pearson's people that that took advantage of being in the Trump administration his entire term are now all day, every day coming at him. Some of the criticism is fair, but it's mainly personal, completely showing them to be completely without character and integrity. And you add in the fact that so we've got this damage being done to Donald Trump. We've got all this horrible infighting going on when the reality looks as though Donald Trump's going to get the nomination no matter what. So if we have a fait accompli to where Trump is going to be the nominee, because even if not all 75 million MAGA people vote for Trump again in the primary, the majority will. So DeSantis, many, and, and, and I need to know, what do you guys think? Do you agree that, that it is a fait accompli? Donald Trump will be the nominee. Therefore, the, all these challenges, particularly by the, the Nikki Haley crowd, she gave a speech today, I'm going to mention that in a few moments, Ravek Ramaswamy, uh, you know, Asa Hutchinson, none of these people have a chance. The, uh, and all that's going to do is hurt our party. In the meantime, instead of everybody focusing on all these debates and prepping for that, we should be putting our efforts into a ground game to where we can actually win, no matter who the nominee is. And we're not doing that. So do you guys agree? 888-344-1170, that the Republican Party should be, and I'm the one that was uh, all for debates because I felt like it would be good for Trump. I felt like in the primaries, he did a great job back in 2016, but it's not 2016 anymore. And the Democrats, you look at what they've done to seize control over our elections. 888-344-1170, do you think it's a fait accompli that Trump will be the nominee do you think we need to abandon debates and do you think robert kennedy 
Jr., RFK Jr. should be the VP nominee. Here's Steve Bannon's arguments for it. He says that if it's true that Trump was able to win in 2016 because he got Democrats and he got independents and he was not a Republican, he he came down those escalators attacking both parties and he's lost some of those with his COVID positions and different things that he's done. And with RFK Jr. on the ticket, he can win them back. And that RFK Jr. is actually more to the right than a lot of Republicans when it comes to COVID and when it comes to the deep state. I want to hear from you guys. We're going to take a break and then I'm going to take your calls. 888-344-1170. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Question of the day really is, what do you think about the idea uh, I think I agree with Steve Bannon. I do believe that it's a fait accompli and unless uh, that Trump be will be the nominee and i think the infighting with him and desantis at this point is just harming uh the the republican party i don't know why neither one of them gets it um uh because um, i mean i get pride but i mean it's pretty logical that they're not enemies Right. Well, DeSantis hasn't even declared yet. So part. So he's actually at this point, it's it's DeSantis's minions that have been doing the fighting, not DeSantis himself. And the reason is because, you know, he legally right now cannot declare his candidacy. He's trying to get the law overturned in Florida. Um, I, I but RFK Jr. would be a great choice. What was it, uh, it, it, it in um, in in some ways? What was it? Ronald Reagan said that if you agree, if we agree 80 on 80 percent. You're you're my friend. That's right. I think I agree with RFK Jr. on more than I agree with most Republicans. I agree. On. He did an interview with Joel Pollack from Breitbart. One of the things that he said on the heels of uh, the Tucker firing is he said, there is no time in history where the people who were censoring speech were the good guys. Um. Pollock asked him about championing free speech over big tech censorship, and he and he said, I'm in a lawsuit involving Amazon for censoring one of my books. They were censoring people who criticized the lockdowns while they were raking in money from the lockdowns. Um, Pollock said, I'm wondering if you can make a pitch to our audience about a common cause that you, running as a Democrat, may have with many conservatives who feel they've been canceled or otherwise censored or marginalized in public discourse. And um, Kennedy said, it's more than a personal aggrievement. It's really just a direct assault, uh, assault on our democracy. Kennedy explained that in crafting the Bill of Rights, America's founders put the, light, the right to free expression in the First Amendment because all other rights depended on it. Because the government has the power to silence its critics, it has license for any kind of atrocity. And that's what we see happening all over the place. And I, I that is the most clear statement I, I have ever heard. I, that's a clearer statement that I've heard from any Republican right now, on, uh, uh, except um, uh, on the heels of Tucker being fired. He also said to Newsmax that Democrats have lost the will and capacity to fix the country. Um, and and it's um, I don't know that I I don't know that it's about that, that they've lacked. And here's where I might disagree with him, because I don't know that they lack the will to fix the country. They are manufacturing these messes because it gives them opportunity for power. And that shows the difference between him and why he um, is an old school Democrat that, quite frankly, should declare himself a Republican. And he is on record 
about uh, how anti-freedom the lockdowns were. He's not just a Democrat who's anti-vax and anti-shot. It's about freedoms. It's about freedoms. And he's also uh, very much farther to the right than a lot of Republicans on the deep state. I don't know that I'm all in on the idea of him being a VP candidate, um, but he's better than, I mean, come on, uh, Republicans are okay with Tulsi Gabbard. Many Many have said Tulsi Gabbard should be a VP choice. She, he, he's farther to the right. Uh, a lot of people are like, well, he's, you know, he's not good on guns. It was the Republican Party that uh, while babies were still practically bleeding out in Uvalde, joined with Democrats on no basis in reality of anything at all, having gun control being a problem with Uvalde. When I said on the day of Uvalde, the problem was law enforcement. It was the Republican Party that joined with the Democrats to sign more gun control legislation. So, okay, how else is how else is RFK Jr. Um, worse than a Republican? His climate stuff, Paul Ryan, and the the, the Uniparty. Uh, uh, what do you think they're signing on? They signed on to the Inflation Reduction Act, which was a green energy boondoggle bill. So tell me again how the Republican Party is so different than RFK Jr. when it comes to climate change. They're not. So and what a message that would send yeah. for Trump, let's say, and he probably would be the nominee to pick a Democrat as his VP. The problem, I think, that Trump would have in picking him, although I actually think it would be a smart choice. The more I think about it, I got to ponder it. But who else? And and in particular, since so many people tell me when I said, well, what about DeSantis for VP before the relationship was? To, oh, it's just a ceremonial position anyway. OK, then why would you not want RFK Jr. on there if he could bring in some Democrats and independence and if he's somebody that actually believes in free speech actually believes in limited government he's he 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 is speaking out against the lockdowns in a way that only congressman biggs has spoken out about he's far he's much farther right than half the republican party and if it's just ceremonial and if he could get us some democrat and independent votes why would you have a problem it would be a great thing it would be a great thing. Here's where I think Trump would have a problem with it, because because Trump still wants to take credit for shots that are killing people. That's the problem that Trump would have with him on the ticket. And that's why Trump needs him on the ticket or somebody that's anti-shot. Oh, I agree. And Trump needs to reverse his position, PDQ, on the shots. We're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to continue the discussion of censorship because uh, I, I want to follow up on the Tucker story and discuss the young, the alleged young lady who filed this discrimination suit against Tucker and who she really is because I think it's obvious on her Twitter feed the real deal behind this lawsuit. Stay tuned. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. One of the ways in which the left is controlling our, our elections is by controlling the message. And uh, they've gotten away with it with no pushback. Uh, you know, um, Trump wanted the removal of protections from big tech. Um, and couldn't get that from the Republican Party. And, and before the break, we were talking about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his comments on free speech. And, you know, he's he's farther to the he's 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 more in tuned with the issues that are the greatest issue for me, because we've got to route out. We were talking last night. The, we've got to route out the deep state. 
um, because th- that's more important even than some of the COVID stuff because that is born out of the deep state. And we've also got to have somebody who understands that we've got to deal with the media issue that we've got and the suppression of our speech as American citizens and be willing to do something about it because the taking out of Tucker is really important. One of the things that in in, um, all there was all this speculation as to uh, why he was why he was taken down. Was it a part of the Dominion and this and this? And where is Tucker going to go next? Well, Steve Bannon pointed out the fact today that he had two years left on his contract. And um, at this point, what that means is they're going to buy him out. And and if that's true, then that means for two years, he doesn't he's not going to show up on any other media outlet that basically by taking him by Fox deciding he's got to go at this point and paying him uh still paying him the money and buying out of his contract means that he's got to stay quiet for the next two years through the election season and the democrats are applauding this that's why one of the reasons why they don't want rfk jr to be debating biden because they don't want to have a democrat up there on the national stage talking about how evil it is to control our nation and control our elections by suppressing information which is what has gone on Right. And AOC had this to say today. There was a lot of allegations and speculation that AOC was behind in part of the firing of Tucker. I don't know that that's true, Um, but she did have this to say about him being deplatformed. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, What I will say, though, is. While I'm very glad that the person that is arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent threats, not just to my office, but to plenty of people across the country. Um, I also kind of feel like I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled. And then you see like the villains like hand reemerge out to grip grip over like the end of a building or something but deplatforming works and it is important and um there you go yeah there you go deplatforming works we get to control when we can take somebody down and we can take them off the airwaves uh, or, you know, average citizens get banned or shadow banned or or their posts get taken down because they uh, they were touting something that was contrary to the state's propaganda. It works. And you know what? It does work. Last night, Brian Maloney was on the show and he was saying that he thought that one of the main reasons was a lawsuit filed by this person at Fox. And I'm like, I'm not believing that that's that this story really this lawsuit has any real legs, because what was in this lawsuit claiming that somebody else was was accused of being menopausal? That's not a legitimate lawsuit. Did she file it? Yeah, but it's not a legitimate lawsuit. It was a part of the piling on of excuses and reasons to get rid of Tucker. I said it last night, and then I saw this person, this alleged young lady on Twitter, and it's pretty clear that Fox News, all these producers, like we talked about last night, or all these young people coming out of these far-lefty institutions, 
had a niece that was accepted into the top broadcast journalism school in the nation at Ohio University. And basically, they ran her out after one semester um, because they found out she was conservative and that was not acceptable. And she, you know, now she's a nurse and she's saving lives. And we're glad that she got out of broadcast journalism. But these broadcast journalism schools are churning out socialist, okay, and communist. And they're on the payroll at Fox, one of which is this Abby. Uh, Grossberg, and you can tell that she was in on that this whole thing with her lawsuit um, was about just trying to take him down. Excuse me as I scroll through my food pics. Tucker Carlson uh, and apparently Justin Wells' departure from Fox News, this is a girl who filed the lawsuit, is a step towards accountability for the election lies and baseless conspiracy theories spread by the network, something I witnessed firsthand there. I think this is great for America. It's a big win for viewers of cable news, just not those who watch Fox News. This is some justice for the American people and for Fox News viewers who've been manipulated and lied to for years, all in an attempt to boost the channel's ratings and revenue, as well as for the abuse and harassment I endured while head of booking and senior producer at Tucker Carlson tonight. Um, uh, what, uh, you know, her, her lawsuit alleges that she overheard Maria Bartiromo being called menopausal. Okay. Um, this, this is the real deal. She was a part of just censorship and um i don't know skins we've got we've got major people being taken project veritas is another one that came under attack his board of directors got kicked him out um because uh, you know when i think what what got uh, james o'keefe kicked out by the lefties that took over his board was uh, the rhinos that took over his board was the video of the Pfizer CEO talking about how they were cooking more viruses, doing their own gain of function to make it more lethal so that they could come up with more shots. You know what, what these news organizations, Andrea, would look like, including Fox News Channel, if they stood up to these companies that are trying to get them for these defamation suits people would actually trust them they, it would go in the opposite direction well but see they're in on it they were happy this girl filed this lawsuit they probably paid for it. something else i found out blackrock bought a majority shares in dominion machines and also recently bought a majority shares in fox news so this lawsuit from dominion against fox was really themselves was really blackrock against blackrock this whole thing seems like just a scam to try to pull the wool over the American people's eyes so that Fox News can go left and get rid of Tucker. Paul Begala had, I don't think we've got time to play the clip. His suggestion was if Fox News really wanted to do right by the American people, they'd give Tucker's show to an illegal alien, although he called it an undocumented immigrant. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. we got another hour of the Andrea K. Show coming up. I need some laughs. Gary Quackenbush is going to be here with his Quack in the Wax segment. You don't want to miss that, so stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.